Hi, and welcome to Super Anti-Aging with myself, Steve Alpern. Hope this finds you in good health, with lots of energy, vitality, and enjoying your pre-Christmas. This podcast is going to be about uh, longevity and health span made simple. You know, I watch dozens and dozens of YouTubes and all the gurus, the anti-aging gurus, the longevity gurus, and the docs. And it's all great. Lots and lots of information. Some of it conflicting. Uh, I'm a baby boomer. Okay. I'm very healthy. Thank goodness. I work really hard at it. Baby boomer. I will be 76 in uh, January. It was kind of interesting because... There's some YouTubes that go back and show you uh, uh, then and now, and they go back to happy days and all the TV shows, you know, from the 60s and the 70s, and those stars and what they look like now, as opposed to what they look like and how they've aged. And watching that, I go, wow, it looked really bad. What happened? And the key is doesn't have to necessarily be. I've watched some dramatic results with myself and my family and some clients in literally reversing a lot of age markers. Blood test markers getting corrected. Um, the age test, you know, the methylation tests that they use, the various methylation tests um, that they use, changing the microbiome, changing muscle strength, of course, weight and lipids and cholesterol and joint health. All those things that are really age-related conditions. And so let's get into the content here. If you look at a lot of so-called conditions from the viewpoint of being age-related, it really changes the perspective. And I've often asked this question when, through my doctor, colleague, uh, Dr. Liss, she'll tell me about different patients and we share. And then I always ask the question, how old was the person? And then the question is, why did they get it now? Sometimes they've been doing basically the same thing, you know, same lifestyle thing, not necessarily bad stuff. And suddenly they get a condition, like, a friend who helped start the Roadrunners, and he was doing all sorts of stuff, normal weight, and trying to do vegetarian diet, and doing exercise, and winds up with a heart attack, and three blocked arteries. Why? <clears throat> Age-related. Different systems in the body can age at different times, and that's really the key. So, you go back and you look and say, like, how old is my prostate? How old biologically is my prostate? How old is my intestinal tract, my GI tract, my brain, my eyes, my ears, my skin, my hair, roots? How old are they? And can I do anything about it? Well, we're not completely there yet, but there's some good clues, and I want to talk about this in this podcast. When you're young... <clears throat> You want things growing. You're an adolescent. You want things growing. Okay. Well, certainly from childhood, 
you know, into puberty, into adolescence, even, you know, early, you know, uh, 20s, you still want growth. But as you move on in life, you become, oh, oh, senior, which I hate the term, I don't like the term, because senior used to be great. You become a senior in high school, you become a senior in college, now you're a senior citizen, okay, which connotates less, not more. So I, I don't like that. Elder, I like. Elder is a good term. So let's move on to uh, this whole concept. You don't want excessive growth. You don't want cancer growing, and you know you don't want lumps all over and things growing. All right. Now it doesn't mean you don't want energy, and it doesn't mean you don't want cellular repair. Certainly, you want repair. Certainly, you want you know new brain connections. That's all good. And so the key basic seems to be in the field that caloric restriction or what we call intermittent fasting all the gurus are talking about it now 16 hour intermittent fasting seems to or which I'll again talk about certain mimics we call them fasting mimics or caloric mimics you know technically it's uh, AMPK, you can turn on MPK um, for the for the nerds who understand the AMPK. It's a metabolic regulator, or mTOR, main target of rapamycin, another regulator. But anyway, the key is not so much the timing is so important. Yes, nutrient density that you get when I say fasting. <coughs> We're not talking about malnutrition. Okay, it's different. We're not talking starvation. We're not talking third world starvation, you know, Kwashiorkor disease. No. When you eat, you eat well. Nutrient dense, not lots of unrefined carbohydrates and all these crazy oils that have been added to foods and the high sugar. You don't want that. So you want to eat really nutrient dense, lots of fiber. So you have to do both. <clears throat> it's not either or. It's not like, well, I won't eat for 16 hours, and now, you know, I'll just <laughs> have that pie and the cake and the french fries and whatnot because I did the intermittent fasting. No, no, that's not how that works. So you certainly, you know, you can have intermittent fasting and, and signs of starvation and malnutrition. So that's not what we want. So certainly intermittent fasting seems to be <clears throat> a key. Not taking in processed foods. Well, that's basic. Okay. Processed foods that don't have the fiber in them. And the suggestion is you take in at least 30, 40 grams of, of fibers. You know, both soluble fiber and, and, and regular fiber. And how do you do that? <clears throat> it's really interesting. I'll tell you my secret, Steve's secret. And uh, so simple. I make a mixture in the morning. And what do I do? I put lots of wonderful powders in there. I put inositol, really good for stress, cortisol hormones, stress hormones. I put in taurine, a wonderful, uh, beneficial uh, amino acid. I devote a whole podcast to each of these things, but I put some taurine powder in. I put some inositol in. I put some glycine. Glycine, an anti-aging compound, makes glutathione, has wonderful benefits. 
and then I put in some chia seed, wonderful chia seed, nice fiber. I put in some ground flaxseed, that's really also good. And then you can add the fruit if you want. You know, you can add some you know, fruit concentrate or mix it up and put some blueberries, wonderful blueberries and pomegranate. And sometimes I'll even blend in some sprouts, you know, to make it, but not always. And then of uh, to make it taste good, okay, like I said, I use the fruit, but you can use, like, I sometimes I use a berry concentrate. Uh, put that in there. And uh, the nice thing about this thing, it tastes good. And it's easy to do because a lot of people don't like to swallow pills. I understand that. And so the powder definitely works. It's like, you know, I'm like a little bartender, you know. Put them, Let me go through this. Let's say put an oscillatorin in, put taurine in, put glycine in. Now, if you really want to do the stretch, and sometimes I do that, especially... It's very important, this is an anti-aging podcast. Creatine has had some really nice results, clinical results in uh, some aging studies. So you can put in some creatine powder, mix that in. That's another added. And you can do experiments. But this is sort of like a basic one. okay? And if I'm working with someone individually and I'm looking at their blood test markers, you know, looking at other different mixtures. You know, the problem is when you buy these... Um, powders that are all together it might not be that applicable for you you know you see you know they uh, they throw all these uh, uh, things in there and then how much is really in there and they you know the protein and the whey protein and this protein most people in our culture are not protein deficient it's just not happening okay and um we actually sometimes do some amino acid analysis to see where you might be a little deficient, and uh, and that's a that's a counseling issue. You know, there's some concern about uh, carnitine. Carnitine is a wonderful amino acid. Comes from meat, basically, and it can help muscle and endurance, and that's great. But uh, some people can have a, a certain probiotic that makes a compound called TMOA. TMOA has been implicated in maybe uh, uh, arterial damage and even in uh, possibly uh, Alzheimer's. So you don't want a high TMO, TMOA. It's not totally proven, but so you'd have to discuss that issue. All right. Um, getting back to my mixture, if you really want to, you know, like I said, you can add other powders to my basic mixture but uh, cinnamon's great cinnamon is great for blood sugar control so you can add a little cinnamon to it so let's get back to the t- basic uh, concept of this uh, podcast which is you know the basics of health span and longevity medicine so we talked about caloric restriction makes a lot of sense I've added interval training to my longevity program you can watch lots of YouTubes and videos, you know, the idea is if you're cleared by a cardiologist and you're fine, you don't have any heart problems, um, the idea of getting your heart rate up for two, three, four minutes, um, you know, to your maximum heart rate, some people calculate it, you know, calculate the maximum heart rate, lots of information, you can use your fancy fit watches, but that's really, really, really 
important uh, and uh, now let's talk about insulin and lots of people talk about insulin resistance it's now uh, a hot butts word it means that your insulin isn't working the way it should often it can show up as fatty liver and then you gotta put your liver on a diet fatty liver is not too good a condition often comes from a high carbohydrate you know excessive carbohydrate intake fructose you look at these labels and it's got fructose in it um, not particularly great it's not necessarily uh, connected to fat Right. Well, I have a fatty liver, so I better not take in fats. No, that's not necessarily the case. It really seems to be tied into um, insulin resistance and you know, your sugar levels, spiking sugar going up and down. And I've been often shocked when I go shopping and read the labels. And you start to read the labels and you say, like, oh, it looks like a nice health item. Oh, it's got 15, 30, 25 oh, and grams of sugar. You know, uh, when I was teaching my classes, I'd show what 25 grams of sugar looks like. And you go, wow, that's a lot of sugar. And so reading those labels, even on health items, you've got to really be careful of uh, how much sugar you're taking in on a daily basis. It doesn't matter. You know, people ask me, you know, a little snack once in a while is not going to make a difference. And even, um, you know, you don't want to be taking in what's called another anti-aging factor trans fats now a lot of trans fats another buzzword um, these are fats that are stable at room temperature and a lot of products have you know sneaked them in but a lot of companies have taken them off the market because people have been educated well we don't take trans fats but cooking you know you don't want to you know your oils at high temperature all oils at very high temperature will produce trans fats, even olive oil. Not a great thing to do. You want you don't want your olive oil. You want your olive oil in your salad and whatnot. But uh, cooking olive oil at high temperature will also produce trans fats. Now, does that mean once in a while having a little fried stuff is going to be a problem? No. Not a problem the once in a while. It's the accumulation of these foods. Same as, uh, you know, another longevity factor is what's produced from barbecue when you high temperature your meats okay you produce something called cross-linking of proteins we call them glycation and you don't want these cross-linked proteins in fact one of the tests that's done is called a glycate hemoglobin that measures you know blood sugar over the last six seven weeks and it can vary, you know, the test is kind of tricky because you're measuring red blood cells and if people have red blood cell turnover or anemia, it's not going to be a really great test. But it's an indication that, you know, your your sugar levels are not that great, okay? You really don't want, it's a good basic measurement. I think a better test actually is uh, having one of those patches that measures your glucose levels, Uh some of the watches are supposed to do it, but getting one of those patches, and you'd be surprised how many foods you don't think are a problem actually are a problem. So let me go 
let me summarize again. Intermittent fasting without malnutrition. Okay. Controlling blood sugar levels. Okay. Not taking in processed foods, rancid off, taking in sufficient fiber so that you can have healthy probiotics in your gut. You can take probiotics and till the cows come home. But the idea is it's like trying to grow seed plants without fertilizer. And so you need the fiber. And so taking in fiber, like I said, in my mixture, that's a good idea. Okay, taking whole foods, vegetables. Um, oh, another one I forgot. This is really interesting. Uh, how my brain works. Because I just added it to my regimen. And it's called apple fiber. I mean, you can eat the you, you can eat the apples. That's great, you know. Um, and certainly, uh, you're going to get there's there's something called apigenin, which seems to come from, which does come from apples, and it seems to have some anti-aging research, longevity research. But apple fiber is great, tastes good. I add it to my mixture. Remember the mixture I talked at the beginning of the podcast. You really play it. You'll you'll go over those ingredients, but the apple um, the apple fiber is nice. Okay, I come to the end of this podcast. <laughs> I hope you've learned something that's valuable. I'll continue to uh, make more of these podcasts going over individual ingredients and more of the studies. But, you know, if you're just starting, it can be a little confusing because people are selling all sorts of stuff that really doesn't have a whole lot of research. But there are good ingredients that seem to have you know, nutraceuticals that do have some really good research like uh, quercetin and fisetin and uh, resveratrol and again it's in my different podcast and uh, if you have questions you can always contact me at uh, uh, steven, steven nutrition s-t-e-p-h-e-n steven nutrition at gmail.com I appreciate comments and questions on this podcast and thank you for subscribing uh, even motivates me more because then I see I actually have listeners and downloading these and maybe sharing these um, on your social media. So come to the end of this podcast and I want to thank you for listening.